Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. What's happening? It's Brian Jump, SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. How you been? First time listener? Are you a grandmother? Been referred by one of our current listeners? Welcome. So, what do we talk about? We talk about paintless night repair. We talk about recon. We talk about service businesses. How to build and grow a better business. And for those of you that aren't currently in the industry but sniffing around like a hound dog on the on the scent of a of a big case, let me drop some clues for you. PDR is a great industry. For those of you that are listening and you already know it, you're nodding right now. You're like, hell yeah. Put those hands in the air. Wave them like you don't, just don't care. Um, yeah, no, we're very fortunate to have discovered PDR. Yeah, we really are. Or did, did PDR discover us? Chicken or the egg, right? Tomato, tomato, I don't know. Either way, we're darn, darn lucky right very lucky um so got a good podcast today um i'm i'm still trying to get tino de la cruz on here one of my former students from a couple decades ago you know we were hearkening back we're, we're rolling the the clock way back although we did that not too long ago with uh, robert uh rucker my uh friend former mercedes tech <clears throat> i hope you guys like that uh, we got quite a lot of feedback on that one that was a good one um they're all good, right? Uh, oh, come on. I'm going to call a spade like a spade. Some are better than others. Sometimes I just don't have the energy. Sometimes I got to go. Sometimes we're working. Sometimes I'm doing it on a weekend and the wife's like, dinner's ready. Let's go. She starts ringing the triangle. You know, I got to I gotta get, get hoofing like a heifer coming across the plains. But uh, anyway, um, this week, I don't, I'll, I'll recap it a little bit. We uh, had a great student, uh, Josh. Uh, he's coming back for a second week. He's come back for more punishment. It's been a lot of fun. We're going to have one episode this week. We're going to talk a lot about Josh. Good, good cat. You guys would like this guy. Head's in the right place. Hardworking young father. Um, just, I don't know, man. Just just easy. When somebody just, it's so easy to train somebody that's actually, you know, focused, calm, uh, no distractions, not on their phone constantly. And he, he owns a business and, and he's away from it, yet He's not on his phone 24-7. He's probably a really good manager. Probably schedules his time really well. But yeah, we're going to give Josh his props later this week. Uh, we have, we've had a lot of cool cars. We had a really nice uh, 22 or 23 911, which I'll talk about in a second. And then we've we've had a, a, a big run on uh, motorhomes for some reason. like Not like, well, big ones too. We had a, a Winnebago, a Mercedes. But then we've been getting a lot of those Sprinter types. You know, the Overlander guys that go out and... and I mean, that, it's just... I would love, I don't like, would you guys like to have one? I'd love to have one. I, I really would, man. I think, you know, you throw your wife in there. If you got some kids, include them too. Why not? And gas it up. You got a pooper in the back, maybe a shower, you know, a little mini fridge. Let, let's rock and roll. You don't need to stand there, you know, every night on your little vacay, your little roadie. But, man, you get your riders on the road with you and you go do your thing. Yeah, if it's late, why not? Let's all go, go crash somewhere safe. Um, you know, you could save save money doing that. Or if you just you guys are tired, you just pull into 
you know, Walmart parking lot or whatever and just take a quick snoozeroni, go to the Grand Canyon, go to, I don't know, the Capitol, whatever, whatever you want to do. You know, cruise down Highway 1. Um, there's just so much stuff you can do. Yellowstone, Yosemite. I, I don't know. I just think those things are pretty cool and they're, and they're reasonable, you know. Diesel, easy on fuel. Um, they're, I don't know. I got a lot of clients that have them and thankfully they're kind of big. A lot of clients don't know how to drive them. So what does that mean? Dance and scratches. Come on in. So anywho, um, and another, I'll, I'll, I'll share another story with you guys. I had a couple guys come in uh, on Saturday. We were here. We had a lot, a lot of moving parts on Saturday. Cars coming in, cars going out. Thank, thankfully, the professor Jeff came in to work his uh, paint magic. Um, and then Vadim, our, our resident, uh, I don't know, fabricator, I guess you'd say, was in. Uh, had a couple of my kids helping out. We had all kinds of moving parts. Um, but I had these guys come in, <clears throat> a little more senior, probably late 60s. And they almost looked like they were so clean cut and all smiles that I thought, okay, I'm going to get preached to right now. Somebody's going to evangelize me. Whatever. I mean, they look like nice guys. I was like, all right, give me your best shot. Let's go. You know, let's talk. Let's talk God. Um, but they didn't. They just, and I, and I, you know, and I, it was late in the day and we were, it was after hours that we normally are open. But it turns out I recognized one of the gentlemen. He's a former customer and, and he was bringing his buddy in and I could just tell have have you ever you definitely have when somebody expects something of you but you don't give it to them it, they get look kind of let down and i think what it was is these guys and i've talked about this all the time i podcasted about energy and putting on a show well it was almost four o'clock and and my my showmanship i think was lacking a little i i probably hit them at like you know b plus energy and i should have been freaking five hour energy you know, 20 minutes after I've dropped the, the drink, but I, I didn't. And I could tell they were like, oh, ho, hum, you know, like Price is Right. Da, da, da. So I was just like, shit, man. And I didn't even realize until till half when the one guy said, all right, you're all good, Bill. I'm going to take off. Hey, it was like, good seeing you again. Good. They, he didn't even hang out because I think he could tell. I don't know. It was too late. You know, I had I had my shot at, at, at uh, winning the crowd and yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I leveled up for the for his buddy and stuff, and I think I put on a pretty good show, good energy, but I missed my mark at the opening act when the curtain came up, and I just, eh, what do you do? You know, what's the lesson here for you guys? Always be on. When when the doors are unlocked and you got customers come in, always be on. No excuses. So, and I really didn't have any. So, eh, what do you do? So anyway, all right. So go back to that 911 real quick, and then we'll get to today's podcast about pricing. The pricing revolution, like Prince and the Revolution. This is Price and the Re- Revolution. Um, so 22, 23, 911, which is a, technically a 992.2 or whatever. Germans and their numbers. Um, gentleman picked it up, I think one year old. Uh, paid a grip for this thing. Uh, he didn't tell me how much, but I could tell by the, the quivering in his upper lip when he told me it was a lot, that it was a lot. And... Beverly Hills Porsche, big shout out, a negative shout out coming up here. Um, the dude picked it up. Uh, Mike, I think is his name. <clears throat> picked it up in the rain. Never take delivery on a car either at night or in the rain. Why? Because once, at least in our state, the good old golden state of California, you take possession of a car and drive off, you're an owner. No matter, no matter what really is going on. There's, I mean, if it's a new car, yeah, you got warranty and stuff. Used car, no cooling up here, baby. 
you own that that sled and so he couldn't see and, and it wasn't like heavy damage but it was still probably five thousand dollars worth of damage in the aluminum quarter panel in the dog leg right behind the quarter panel sticker if you know you're if you're a porsche porsche file um which i is uh so anyway he was bombed called him up you know they said oh we never noticed a bs that that setup i mean bravo to beverly hills porsche you know for saving himself five adding five thousand more dollars onto their into the coffers by not fixing that aluminum quarter panel that would have been a lot of work which it was because i'm the one that did it and we're talking seven eight hours of glue pulling there's there's only one thing worse than trying to glue pull uh, a dog leg that's aluminum that's one that has glue behind it and i'm not talking like cutting glue i'm talking like the panel is glued so you got a double butthole you know cornucopia circus act um I don't even know how it even makes sense, but but it was just shitty. How's that? There you go. So um, just wrapped it up. I, I haven't seen the customer yet. It's probably a ninety-two to ninety-five. It's got it's got some rolls in it because I mean I, I did every I threw everything at it. I threw everything at it. All the different tabs, you know, heat gun, surgical, everything. Trying to cut the glue from the inside. You name it, I did it. Um, but you just couldn't get a tool to a lot of this stuff, and it was either glue or nothing. So it's like, and I told the dude, I thought it was, first of all, I thought it was steel. A lot of the Porsches, yeah, the doors are aluminum, the hood, but I thought for sure the quarters were still steel, and they're not anymore. The whole, it's an aluminum body car now, like all the luxury, right? So so we'll see. I mean, like I said, if it was my car, I definitely wouldn't paint it for, for where we're at right now. It's, it's pretty damn nice. Um, but you know, the guy just bought it. He might be thinking, I don't give a shizzle about resale. I want, I want my, I want a flawless portion now. So I'll let you guys know how that one goes. But that was, uh, oh man, just shout out to new model 911s and the quarter panels guys. Not fun. Um, you drop the liner though. They come out pretty easy. Take the tire off the tires. Uh, what do you call it? Um, the lug key is in the front trunk. Uh, there's a nice little kit in the little kick wall there on the right side. It's very organized, you know. Not like you're looking, you're fishing through a glove box, you know, for a for a, a what do you call it, a lug key. Uh, it was it was right there. I had a little receiver for it and everything. So damn Germans, man, they're getting smarter by the minute. But uh, but yeah, look out for those. And oh, I was gonna say, take the wheel uh, liner off. And there's a lot of plugs in those things. I will tell you that. So if you get quarter dents. I think this new model is actually, the aluminum sucks. It's kind of like a Mercedes Fender if you had the, the joy of working on one of those. So it's not a nice, great aluminum. Kind of tinny and super springy. Kind of like almost aircraft. But uh, not that I've ever pushed on one. Wink. But yeah, it just, uh, I don't know. Access-wise, it's pretty good. So there you go. All right, so on to Prince and the Revolution, a.k.a. Pricing Revolution. Any of you guys, by the way, any of you guys Prince fans? Crickets? My wife was, was really into him, and I, I don't know, I kind of liked him when we were in you know, the club years. But uh, just, I don't know, the dude was a little strange, just for me, just for my taste. I, I couldn't quite figure him out. I know it was just an act. It was just a show. But, uh, yeah, I know, just a little, I don't know, five foot nothing maybe, and just kind of, kind of I don't know, kind of funny. You know, when uh, Chappelle would do riffs on, on Prince playing basketball and stuff, if you haven't seen that episode, I, I love Chappelle. Man. He's, he's dude's super smart and super funny. But uh, he riffs on Prince and and uh, Eddie Murphy's brother, uh, Charlie Murphy. Oh, man, those guys. Oh, man. Oh, man. All right, anyway. 
Pricing Revolution, Paul Corden. If you guys have already probably checked out his page. If you haven't, you really need to. But I'm just seeing so much. Not enough. There's still cheapy, cheap uh, techs in the industry. But I am seeing kind of a, a slow-turning Titanic Queen Mary ship about face in the ocean. And I feel like we're maybe 25% turned, you know, out of out of 360 degrees. Um or three quarters more, however you want to slice up your math, but I don't know. I I, I see I see the sun sunlight coming up out of, over the mountains. I th- I see. I'm positive about that. I think the industry is actually we have hope, um, and it and it's protagonists like like Paul and, and others that you know that that you know John Hiley with his tactical uh, matrix. We we as professionals need to all. For our own benefit and our families first, but but secondly, we I think we owe a little something back to the industry, and especially for the founding forefathers. You know, I'm talking in front of me. Uh, I'm a, I'm a founding stepfather. You know, or these are like the founding grandfathers. I guess it's be- better better put. But uh, we just there's so much opportunity for us to to act accordingly and generate more cash and and support and prop up the industry instead of being hoarse. Right there, you go. So let, let me break it down a little more, a little more detail. And, and aside from the, the industry pricing leaders like Paul and others, um, Mobile Tech RX, I think indirectly has had a, a strong, str- strong, uh, what do you call it, uh, effect or positive effect on the industry. And no, I'm not going to answer that call during the podcast. You're probably thinking, why doesn't he pick up right now? That might be kind of fun. I've done it before, and, and yeah, we've gone kind of live, live customer uh, through the pod, but no, not right now. So, so Mobile Tech RX having the ability of having software, and there's other software. Don't get me wrong, um, that works really well uh, for um, what is it, Recon Pro or something, or Dentmate or something like that. There's like probably three or four others, and and beyond Mobile Tech RX, if you ask the the big boys. They're starting to kind of let go of Mobile Tech RX, and they're going for the really, really good stuff like CCC1, you know, or Auditex, Mitchell. Because at the end of the day, the more that you as a PDR business owner slash operator, whatever, act like a buy shop and mimic what they do, the more customers you're going to capture for more profits. And that, at the end of the day, is my blessings and my Christmas wish to you. Make more money, work less have satisfied customers by the way we're going to have a podcast episode this week about an unsatisfied customer i'm sure you're going to love it i'm going to throw shade on myself it's going to be great all right so how many of you show of hands um price like a body shop i mean i'm talking you have your automotive marker you mark around the the damage you basically make notes right there in the car in front of the customer you take your magnetic ruler you show them the size of the dent hopefully with a light, um, and then you go to Mobile Tech RX or another software and you delineate line by line what it's going to cost. I'm seeing a very light show of hands. Okay, good, good. That means we got an opportunity to talk more about this, which is what I love to do. All right, so example, what should we be charging for aside from just the dent, right? R&I, yes. That's kind of a no-brainer, but a lot, you know, you might you might giggle or guffaw, <laughs> you know. But no, a lot of people don't charge for R nine, and it's it it shocks me. Well, Brian, it was just a simple tail light; it was only four screws. Yeah, but you know what? Every other business that does a service charges for it. You go get yogurt, 
they charge you for the toppings. Okay, that's yogurt. That's about as simple as it gets. We're in, in a, a very uh, specific business where you know you should be charging for everything you do. I mean, your family is not going to want to hear the excuse, "Hey, you know what, little Timmy? I would have loved to have got you, you know, that nice little you know bed topper for your bed because the other one's kind of wore out, smells like dog because the dog sleeps on your bed, and uh, I just couldn't afford it. Why? Uh, I don't charge for R and I, Timmy. What's R? Never mind, Timmy. Let's just go go nine eight. So, so R and I. Get on it. Every step of the way, everything you do, you got to charge for it, right? Pre and post scan. Show of hands. People don't even know what the hell that is. You have to have a scanner, and you don't want to be taking off lights or have problems. Um, let's say that there's already a dash light on, okay, before you get to the car. Or let's say when you're done, all of a sudden the dash light just comes on. Shit happens, man. O2 sensors can take a dive in a moment's notice and it has nothing to do with you but if you don't do a pre and post scan your ass isn't covered and somebody might think that you had a problem that you caused that i've had airbag lights go on and yeah it was my fault so we've had to take care of that but we've learned to kind of circumnavigate those issues without triggering airbag because people hate to see little lights on their dash and that's why the manufacturers like them because those little lights mean one thing what do they mean of course money so pre and post scan i think it's 75 bucks and it's easy. Do you when you do glue pulling? Do you charge for glue and alcohol supplies? Why would I do that? You know, every hail guy does. That's a trick. That and it's not even a trick. I mean, you're spending money on the repair just because th- that stuff's cheap doesn't mean you shouldn't charge for it. You could easily get 35, 40, 50 bucks on a decent sized dent. I'm talking, you know, over six, seven hundred bucks for glue and alcohol. What about in in min fee? I'm not going to charge an admin fee, Brian. That, that's that's Howie robbery, which reminds me of a story, which I'm hoping I don't forget to tell you guys about this lady with insurance, and she thought I was being mean to insurance, which that's a first, guys. There's always a, had a lot of firsts this year, 31 years in business, and I come across a lady who thinks that I'm not treating insurance right. But okay, um, admin fee. Yeah, buy shops often do it. You can do it. I'm not, not a $300 admin fee. How about a $40 admin fee? You're doing paperwork. You're doing the estimate. That's your time. Yeah, estimates should be free, but if they're going to sign on, add the admin fee. Okay, crowns. I love this one. And I, I, I hope I'm the guy that thought this up because I haven't heard of anybody else doing it. Jake, the dent freak master that helps us out, left-hand man here, um, him and I talk about crowns all the time. And, and it's almost inevitably the longest part of doing a dent removal, especially on big dents, right? Anybody that does dents, especially big ones, knows what I'm talking about. They are a time soak. Why shouldn't we charge for them? Okay, body chefs don't charge for crowns because they're working the whole dent and they're going to paint it anyway. But for a PDR guy, it's one more step in the cog. And I really think that it should be a factor on Mobile Tech RX or any software. I'm starting to charge for them. Hey, the dent's three inch, da, 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 it's this fee. The crown, that's that little ridge right there. We charge for that. Because it's a separate step. I got to do it. Why wouldn't I charge? Come on. You're probably thinking, well, shit, Brian, why don't you charge for a food fee and a Coca-Cola fee? Good idea. I might. All right. So next one, sound deadening. Do you do that? Well, it's not that hard of a deal. You know what? Yeah, it takes time. You should be charging for it. Edge of panel, of course. And I'm not going to go through all the factors. I'm just throwing a couple examples. Panel contours. Not not just a body line, but a contour. 
Okay, the light bends, the, the area is stiffer if you're pushing and or, or glue pulling, that contour should be charged for. Anything that we have to work extra for. Body shops do it, we should follow suit. Okay? How many of you guys don't do any of this shit and just tell the customer the price? Uh, $350. That's, that's not good. You're not gonna, you're not gonna capture trust and you're not gonna get a lot of your jobs because they're just gonna think you're pulling numbers out of your ass, which, aren't you? Yeah, of course you are. Um, and how about this? Do you have different prices and a process for various customers? What do you mean by that, Brian? I mean, if I got somebody with a 2002 Camry that pulls up, bumpers hanging off, dude's got holes in his shoes, and I could tell that the wheels have never been washed, and the car's probably been washed maybe once a year, and he wants an estimate. Yeah, I don't even need to go, go look at the car, unless the dent's on the other side, and then I get kind of pissed that I got to get up and walk, instead of telling the guy, that'll be 1850 well, how'd you come up with that price? I'm just, you know, ballpark, you know. It might be a little more, might be a little bit less, but, you know, 1850 Basically, because I don't want to waste any more of my life, my heartbeats and my breath on, on a, a exchange here that we're not going to be able to do business. I hope you don't take that wrong, but there's too many people behind you waiting, or I've got a car sitting in the back, or cars that we've got to get on, we've got to attend to, because they're going to pay the bills. And my wife doesn't want excuses about why I didn't bring the, the, the bacon home. You know, and the steak and the lobster and everywhere else. Okay. Would you guys spend 10 minutes on an estimate on a customer that's not going to convert or you don't want? I hope not. That's a waste of time. Well, Brian, I don't want to be rude. I'm Southern and we're not rude people like you Westerners. Well, guess what? I'm not rude either. I'm tactful. Okay, be tactful. It's just your time, guys. We can't. Oh, we try to buy time back. We can't. The clock's right now. I just lost five, ten minutes in this podcast. You just lost nothing because the time does wind backwards when you listen to this podcast. So don't worry about that. Um, all right. So speaking as wasting time, customer calls me up. And this isn't the lady about insurance that I, I, I was immoral with insurance. But um, God, what was her name? Carol. But no, this is another dude. This is like, like Paul, I think his name was. Hey, listen, uh, I've got a fleet of cars. And I was kind of hoping that you could get me a price and then maybe we'll do business. Okay, great. Um, you know, I, I really want a mobile too. I, I really prefer, do you have a shop? Yeah, we have a shop. Well, because I have so many cars, you know, are you dealer? No, not really. I mean, I, you know, I, I was a dealer back in the day. I just have a lot of cars and, you know, and you know what a lot of cars means. It probably means like three, but okay, whatever. Um, yeah, just, I guess just send me a picture then we'll take a look at it. Okay, sends me a picture and about a two-paragraph thing about how he gets wholesale pricing from his other dent guy, but he just can't locate him. I wonder why. And then, um, you know, he hopes he can, if I give him a good price, then, you know, he'll he'll have me work on the rest of his fleet. Okay, fleet of three cars or whatever. He mentioned price in those two paragraphs two times. That's all he needed to see. We were probably not going to do business because Mr. Big Fleet is more worried about money than he is about quality. Not once did he mention skills or quality or, or appearance or results. Okay, this is the guy. And, and for a guy that's been a former dealer, he should know. There's a huge difference between body shops, dent techs, any kind of skilled craft, right? Even plumbers. There's plumbers that are hacks, and there's great plumbers. Roofers, you name it. So, sends me a photo. Tesla, LiftGate. Uh, model Y. I'm going to say it's about a three to four inch dent. 
Okay, it's round golf ball, and then it's got like a little lollipop stick at the end, and they're always down near the bottom edge. So you're pushing on a contour, you're pushing near uh, a body line there, and I think they're aluminum. I, I always forget this, but aluminum or not, it don't matter. It's not fun. Okay, they're they're totally doable. It's great access. That's the good news for uh, most of you guys listening. Your dent techs know you've worked on a Tesla Model Y. They always get hit in the lift gate, right? And you take that the the um. The trim panel comes off reasonably well. It's a little bit tricky to put back on. It, it's easy when you got another friend helping out, but if you do it yourself, you got to use your head, and it's like balancing a freaking basket full of peaches. But uh, anyway, but I love it. I love how these guys always say they have a guy. I have a guy. What does that mean? Either that guy died, or he st- he stopped serving them because they were too cheap. Either way, how does that look on the client, the potential client? Not good. It's not a good look. So. Anyway, so I sent this guy. I didn't. I, I just could tell he was just a freaking barker, a yard barker. So I didn't even. Uh, I sent him an estimate. Um, what was it? Four seventy-five. I said end up depending upon factors, you know. And I, no, I wind the clock back before I even set my price. I said honestly, I go don't take this the wrong way, but you mentioned price a couple times and nothing about quality. I go I'm the guy in this in our particular area that people come to. They, they don't mind spending a little bit extra, but they really value top quality, and that's what they really want. And they don't mind if the price is not the lowest price in town. He's like, don't worry about it, buddy. I'm sure we're going to be able to do business. That was his response. So I sent him the 475 and up, depending upon factors. Did we do business? What do you think? Anybody? Yeah, Stevie in the corner. You're right. No, we didn't do You were shaking your head. No, we didn't do business at all. He didn't even respond, which is kind of a douche move. Uh, but, you know, it's my fault for texting the price. I just said, you know what? you got to bring that in. I really need to see it. It's pearl white, blah, 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 blah. But I, why? It goes back to the 2002 Camry. The guy I already knew. I've been doing this game long enough, kids, and I ain't perfect by a long shot. And you're going to hear hear a nice little story about my negative review I got from this customer. And you know what? If I was perfect, I would have never done that customer. I wouldn't have because I would have made a smarter move, which I'll explain. But hey, one more thing, and then we'll wrap up. I've been uh, yammering. Um, so, Carol, uh, what kind of car? Uh, white Honda Accord. Um, side swipe, bumper damage, kind of gouged a little. And then paintless stent repair, quarter panel, two double fist size. Nice crowns at the top, but the paint's kind of ground off at the bottom corner. And what is it? Of course it's pearl white. Of course. Of course it is. We knew this. So, it's combo repair. I go do the paintless, the bumper. If she's paying out of pocket, we're gonna we're gonna fix the bumper, and then I hand it all over to the professor, and he does his match because he can freaking formulate pearl white in his sleep. Literally, Jeff's super good at that. Um, how much, Brian? I come inside. We punch up all the numbers. Carol, it'll be six. And she's like, I really want to use you guys. You guys are close to home, and you've done me before. I said, Of course we have Carol, and I and I appreciate your loyalty and coming back for real. He did say that. Okay, it's about sixteen hundred bucks, Carol. We got to repair that bumper. You're looking at about maybe 800 on that, and the other eights for the quarter panel. That's the dents and the paint. Okay, all right, sounds good. I may use insurance for this. Okay, whatever, whatever is best for you, Carol. Just let me know. No problem. So she comes back in a day later. She has a quote from Caliber Collision uh, to do all that repair for 790. And I'm laughing. I'm like, uh, she's like, okay, well, I, I, I want you to do it. So I'm going to use insurance. So what do you need from me? I go, let me get a copy of, the, of that estimate, and then I'll go and submit our estimate to, to uh, was it USAA. Okay, sounds great, Brian. Thank you. 
all right, um, when can I drive on my car? I, I go, well, they haven't approved me, my estimate yet, so let me do an estimate, and then we'll go from there. And as soon as they approve it, we'll have you drop it off. I send my dent estimate over to Dent Ops. And you guys know what Dent Ops is? Dent Ops is a paid service between 125 and 200 bucks, um, and they'll write you up a fat-ass estimate. These guys use CCC1, they're body shop guys, they know their shizzle. But they want you to do a preliminary estimate and then they modify it. That's kind of their game. So that's what I did. I did everything in Mobile Tech RX. I wrote maybe $900 in PDR and about it was about seven in bumper repairs and said, have at it. And they came back at $5,400, which was probably right. That core panel was hammered, replaced the bumper, blah, 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 right? So I send over USAA. USAA says, you know what? You didn't send it to us in a supplement form. And, I, you know, guys, I got to tell you, I'm not an auto body guy per se. Yeah, I do auto body work, but I just, I came up the ranks as a, as a, you know, shade tree mechanic slash, you know, customizer in high school, you know, just into street racing and then got into PDR and, and now into body work. So it's like, okay, I, I didn't know that it's illegal for USA without me even sending them an estimate to ask for a supplement. I, I didn't know that, but DenOps told me that. They're like, you know, they can't ask you to. You can do it if you want, but they, you don't need to because the law says. Now, if I would already given them an estimate and then they ask for a supplement, that's a different thing. But this is this is the first estimate. So they want me to supplement off of the other estimate they got from Calor, which that's stupid. I'm not going to do that. But it didn't matter because Carol called me. And this is where it gets good, kids. Hope you, hope you got your popcorn out. Get your sodi pop, red vines. Listen up. Here it goes. Brian, this is Carol, and that's about how her voice sounded. And I'm not, I'm not going to do the whole thing. I just wanted to give you kind of a, just to kind of frame the whole, the whole scene, plot. Let's go, scene one. Uh, Brian, y you wrote an estimate for fifty-four hundred dollars. I don't understand why it's so high. USA was really upset. I'm like upset. Why would USA be calling the insured and complaining to her? And what it was is she was calling them because she wanted to get the car in. And they retorted back and said, well, the shop you chose is, is a ripoff or whatever. And uh, she's like, why is it so high when the other one was only $790? And even the SMU sent originally was $16. I go, Carol, for cash pay, I give my customers a discount as best as I can. But for insurance, because of all the administrative fee and the things that they want us to do, it's typically quite a bit higher. Well, I don't understand. I go, well, for example... Your bumper, we would repair it if you were paying cash, but to sit to save you money, of course. But if insurance is going to pay for it, we're going to probably replace it. It's going to be a perfect, clean, easy repair, and they're paying the bill. Well, I just don't think I don't think that's fair to them. I don't think it's it's moral. All right, let's see. How do I respond to that? I'm being immoral and not fair to insurance. The same industry that would turn its back on people in Florida when they didn't want to pay out on all the claims for the floods or in San Antonio or Katrina because it just was too expensive. They just started denying people for little clauses they sneak into people's contracts. But why do I tell her that? Because she thinks insurance is our gods, just like people think automotive dealers are the number one choice for service, right? Blah, blah, blah. So I just decided to nip it in the butt because the lady's probably 70 and I'm not, if she was a little bit younger and, and more with it, I think I probably could have reasoned with her and I said, look, I understand your stance, but you got to understand mine. I'm going to be dealing with insurance. I got to go back and forth. Administrative fees, time, waiting 30 days to get paid, on and on and on. There's a big difference between cash pay and insurance. That's just the way it is. 
And I would have told her that the caliber, as soon as they would have broke down that car, they would have supplemented it and had a write up probably around three or four grand, maybe not quite five. But they weren't going to do a bumper repair, which they start at 1500 to two grand on, and a quarter panel in a pearl white car. All right. I know that. Anybody else that has half a brain knows that. But you have to be in the industry to kind of know that. And Carol's not. I think Carol's a former retired stenographer or something. So I didn't get that job, which yeah, I know a lot of you guys are sad and you expected I was going to turn around and there was going to be a, a big victory lap here. No. And that's okay. Why? Because we can't get everybody. We had a great week last week. Carol wasn't one of them. Just wasn't. I mean, I, she was part of the, the nice equation. She's a super sweet lady. But the, the message here is, guys, we're going through a pricing revolution. Stick to your prices. Charge high. And if you don't get them all, so what? It's, it's a volume play, guys. Get volume estimates and don't worry about the ones like, like Carol or, or others, the 2002 Camry, that slipped through the cracks. You're going to get people that are just, it's tough, man. It's tough to, to try to, fill, you know, I don't know, filter out those that are just aren't going to be, be a good connection with you. And that's okay. It's A-okay. You know, there's another one. I'll leave you guys and then that's it. I'm going to hop uh, a Mazda CX-5, I think it was. And I, he says, you said that your prices are typically one-third to one-half of big box buy shops on Autobody. He's like, well, this one, you're only 25% less. And he's mad, he's mad <coughs> because I'm not 50% or 75 or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, I'm, you know, that's a, that's a bummer. But yeah, I just, you know, and, and it wasn't, he went to like a mom and pop shop that was probably the second most affordable in town. They, they actually don't do that, got to work. But I'm not going to tell him that. I'm just going to say, look, you know, sometimes we are half, you know, of what a buy shop. Sometimes we're just a little bit less. But you know what? what how much time did they say it was going to take? Well, that doesn't really, just tell me how much time. It does matter. Um, week and a half. Okay. Well, how long did I tell you? One to two days. Okay. Your time is valuable, right? So not am I only saving you 25%, but I'm also, he's like, I just, I don't think you're giving me the full discount. That's, that's where he was going. He said that. And I said, all right, you know, I got a customer coming in. Let me, let me give you a shout back later on this afternoon, possibly. Okay. And I snuck in the word possibly. What did that mean? No, I'm not calling you back. And, and he sent me one more email after that saying, I, you know, I hope I didn't come off wrong. I just want to make sure I'm getting, getting the fair pricing you give all your other customers. What do you think I said in response to that? That's right. Crickets. I, I'm not, I don't want to deal with people who are just fully, solely based on price. I just, I'm not. I've worked too hard to get too good, and I'm trying to get customers that value everything, price and quality. Hopefully not even that arrangement. Probably quality and price. So anyway, that's it. Appreciate you guys listening to my diatribes, my long rants. But man, you're gonna you're gonna hear some stuff. Negative review ones coming up, man. I'm telling you right now, that's that's a that's a beauty. Anyway, appreciate your ears. Make sure you please tell friends and family, rate and review the pod. That helps us get more reach. Eventually we get some more interviews in here and more reach and more more eyeballs and earballs and everything means guess what? Better content, better pod. So anyway, love you all, man. I appreciate you guys very, very much. Have a fantastic week, and we'll catch you on the next SAI Million Dollar PDR podcast. Bye bye for now. <laughs>